0: Shot first, come on, grab your friends. We're going to talk about Star Wars and stuff with Connor O'Leod and Andrew Roman. The fun will never end. Greet a shot first.
1: So, Connor. So, Andrew. A question for you. Uh, what's up? So this episode, if you can't tell by the title of this episode, dear (laughs) listener, we are going to finally dive into Thrawn Ascendancy, Book One, Chaos Rising,
0: which is the
1: first book in the new Thrawn trilogy, which is kind of like his
0: backstory. It's the prequel trilogy now. It is. That's exciting. (laughs)
1: It is. Uh, So that'll be very exciting to dive into but I think we have a very interesting perspective
0: on this. It is. Uh, I mean, to kind of put a little more meat on these bones, uh, we have a, we have a kind of unwritten understanding where Andrew usually has the hard copy. He usually reads the physical book and I usually end up getting the audio book. Mainly it's due to just uh, my accessibility to actually read, uh, I'm not very good at it. No, that's not true. But no, <laughs> I, I am legitimately driving more than uh, I, I. Uh you know, thought I would be at this stage of my life. So I just have time while I'm on the road to read. So, or rather listen. And that's how I get most of my books. Yes. Uh, and like I but, said, you have your and time.
1: I, yeah, I, I tend to, I love reading before bed and whenever possible, um, yeah. you know, so it's just something I've always done. I just like to in- experience my stories that way when possible. I do listen to some, yeah. uh, we've as we've established. in the and, first-
0: that, and to that end, that makes it happy. It makes me happy because that way you can you can hear all the, wacky sound effects and everything like that yes and i'm sure you've also heard this too now and i'm glad we're talking about this i want to i want to actually ask <laughs> you one, we're, we're one real quick thing so with that being said for the audiobooks and uh duncan i know you're not familiar with this because you don't listen to them but uh not the, yet at least not yet at least so uh whenever they bring up a wookie character uh it used to be whenever they would bring in a wookie character whether it be chewbacca or just a random wookie you would hear chewbacca's usual growling and gruffing from the movies, right? They were just actual
1: Ben Burt professionally designed sound.
0: Now it's that (laughs) I'm not kidding you. There's points where like, it it just goes into what we were talking about last time. I just got, um, light of the Jedi Mm -hmm. and there is a Jedi Wookiee
2: Buryaga
0: Buryaga. And, um, I was ready.
2: Baba Yaga.
0: (laughs) Close (laughs) enough. I was ready for him to go off and go crazy. And then it's just gargling. It's ta- like, and Mark Thompson is very good at just like making his voice into all these crazy, kooky characters. It's not his strength. It's not his strength because <laughs> it's just, it doesn't sound right. And it just sounds, it sounds, for me, who's listened to so many books back to back of the same. Genre, you know, the same story, you'll hear one story that's narrated by somebody else and they'll just bring in the person, or they'll bring in the sound effect, the Ben Burtt sound effect. And then you'll listen to another story and you'll have someone who just does their own <laughs> guttural like impersonation of it. And it's like, it, as much as you're like, okay, you have to suspend disbelief to enjoy the book and all that kind of stuff, like, that takes you out of it. <laughs> that's all. I don't know. Yes. But to backtrack, yes. I listen to it. You read it. Yes. And, With this book in particular. Yeah,
1: and so with this book in particular, we're at an interesting spot because it's not really set within the main universe. In fact, I think like the catch sign or like the catchphrase for the book is a long time ago in a galaxy beyond far, far far away. Exactly. Um it so we are left with a lot of names that I don't think I have any idea how to actually say, even though I read this like four hundred
0: page book. It's fair. Well to that end, that's the idea of you have to Develop your own pronunciation. If exactly. You will, so you know. I, yeah. So
1: I have my shorthand, but I have no idea if what I'm about to say is similar to what you're going to say. Fair
0: enough. So
1: to start us off today, <laughs> now that we've gotten our Wookie diatribes out of the way, <laughs> time well spent. Don't yes. get me wrong. I know okay. this has been a bug in your uh, bonnet for a long time.
0: Okay.
1: But I'm going to read from the dramatis personae, the list of characters for the the book. Please. And I'm gonna tell you how I've said them. Okay. And you tell me if I'm right or wrong.
2: Go ahead. Let's do it. Okay, I so. love this. Drum roll.
1: <laughs>
0: Insert later. <Down. laughs> so
1: so well the first name is Thron. And Obviously. You know, even his long uh chis name is Mithran Nurodo.
0: Nurodo, yes. So
1: Nurodo. No no issues with that. Then we have Ziara.
0: Oh, yes. <laughs> which is Irizaralani. Arlani. Iriziar- yes. That's how it's pronounced. Yes. Aralani, which is also Admiral Aralani, who is the other Chiss we're very familiar with from yes, the first from three the novels. the first Thrawn trilogy. Yes. Well, the
1: first new canon Thrawn
0: trilogy. That's, yes. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> we got to specify that.
1: Technically, I guess it is. Well,
0: let's put it this way. If we're talking about Thrawn today, it's going to be new canon. Yes. So it's yeah, not, savvy. Not, yes. Unless, Unless explicitly otherwise stated, specified. We're
1: not talking like Heir to the Empire, Last Command. Right. Era. Exactly. Dark Force Rising. Oh, God. All right. We will. Then sure. we have Thalius.
0: Thali- Thalius. Thalius. Yes.
1: Mithaliastov.
0: Mithaliastov. It's, it's close enough because it's myth again. Yes, yeah, she's um, a myth, so that's yeah. kind of easier. So for a long time I thought they were saying Falius with a with a like a PH, pH. or an F, mm-hmm. and uh now Thalius makes more sense. Thalius. Because it's Mithalius. But yeah, yes, anyways.
1: Thurphian, which is Mythurphianico.
0: Yep, Thurfian. You got it right. Okay. Uh, that was a good one. <laughs> <laughs> this is a fun one.
1: Samacro.
0: Yes. That was, yeah, right on the on the note.
1: Well, that's good. But his formal name is Oof Samacro. Oh. That's not that bad.
0: It's Usa Macro, yeah. Usamacro. Macro. It's it's a very weird one.
1: Uh, General Bakif. Bakif, easy which
0: enough. Which is
1: not difficult.
0: This is his first appearance, I believe. Yeah.
1: Uh, Cherry. Shiri. Shiri. Yes. Okay, yes. that one I did totally wrong the whole time.
0: It's okay because I mean <laughs> it, it has the and You would think it. Yeah. Like uh, cause I, because I, I got Hermione. <laughs> Hermione, exactly. Yeah, but they've they've referred to it as Shiri. 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 Yes the skywalker it's the skywalker we shall get um, into
1: yes and then <laughs> we have <laughs> kiori of uandualon
0: um uh, uh, i got to read this again may i yes cuz i know how it's pronounced uh, a or something like that let's see here uh, uh kiori of aldualnuan uh kiori on kiori of alduan and I, I do know it, but I it's like it's he pronounces it so fast. And I was uh-huh. trying to do it. Also with his accent, uh Curie's accent is very much mouth. So when he oh. says it it comes off like this, like it's kinda that's the Mark Mark Thompson affectation he gives to it. I see. So but he's like i believe in the masters. (laughs) I am Chiari of Pilafuan, or something like that. Nice. That's the hardest one.
1: That seems the hardest. And then the final one, it's pretty straightforward. General Yiv the Benevolent.
0: Yiv the Benevolent. That's easy enough. Okay. So, yeah.
1: And now, here's my question. So, he is the
0: Nicardun Commander? Nicardun. 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 Okay. Yeah. Think of Cartoon. Uh Uh-huh. Nicardun. Okay. That's That's how they pronounce it.
1: So, I wasn't... It was okay. I mean, I guess we got lucky because there are mostly myth characters in this particular...
0: It's very world-building and all that kind of stuff. But you know what? Um, I think the most interesting thing is Ootapoota, everybody. Hello, and welcome to Greeter Shot First. My name is Connor. I'm Andrew. And we are here to talk Star Wars, all things Star Wars, and anything even freaking related to Star Wars. And if you couldn't guess by now, we are here today to talk to you about a very special book, a very character, very close to our hearts, simply titled Thrawn. Ascendancy, Part One: Chaos Rising. Is that right? That's correct. Nice, I did it in one. Brian, how Nailed are you doing today? Doing excellent. Yeah, you doing good? Yeah, I'm. I'm
2: excited to hear about this because, uh, as someone who is not partaking of any of the novels, I'm excited for you guys to sell me on it.
0: So that's just it. I want to. I I want to try and take this. Uh, I mean, not so much beat for beat and ruin the story, but I want to kind of garner what your interests are in it. So you've already heard us struggle to not only pronounce but read those names as well uh so for that right off the bat is that kind of a turnoff for you not necessarily because I, I mean i think with situations like that it's all about i mean there are people who are just frenetic when it comes to reading their things anyways yeah yeah you know, so it's just about how you pronounce it
1: exactly and I, I i mean trust me i i guess to cut ahead a little bit like This is a bit of a difficult entry point to like Star Wars bookdom. Yes. I would say um, for a variety of reasons. We'll get into that. Um, But it's, Like, for as complex as we made these names sound and, like, you know, as kind of awful as that maybe seemed, it's really not bad. It it was actually a pretty breezy read. I really enjoyed it. I mean, it's, you know, Timothy Zahn is a good writer for, you know, and has earned his reputation as kind of the preeminent Star Wars writer for good reason.
0: He has his place and he knows where it's at and people have come to expect just great stories out of him in general yes. and just looking at the beginning of the book you could see that he has his whole list of you know novels listed there and I just it's it's amazing to think how many he's actually done yes uh, one of the ones that I noticed I forgot he written was scoundrels which yes we had talked about recently the yeah. oceans 11's in space book that we had brought up before that's one to bring up so, uh, sooner or later uh, but today we're talking about Thrawn that's just all uh, the book itself was actually released on hardcover and uh, on September 1st of 2020 So it's been out for a few months now uh, at this point.
1: Yeah, I don't know if I would have guessed it came out that long ago. I mean, I'm trying to think of when I got it. It was, I don't know, maybe sometime in November.
0: Yeah, probably close to like the holiday season, I would think. (laughs) Exactly. Um,
1: But what was unique and novel about it, uh, they did the first printing of the book has blue edges along all of the pages
0: now you had mentioned that my god it's sharp yes you so we're looking at it right now and it is very uh blue uh on the edge of the pages so much so that when you open it up uh the sections are kind of bordered by the same baby blue yes and uh i think that's really pretty in its own way
1: yeah i agree and they actually did a very interesting thing as well so so the story kind of cuts between like the current events and memories and memories of Thrawn's or people associated in Thrawn's circle. Right. And so the, the memories actually have their own distinct border ah, and like a different font set. So, (laughs) I like that. It's it's definitely like this is one instance where I think the presentation of the physical copy does something for the story.
0: Well, that's just it. And that's, that's something that I personally miss out on a lot because I just get the digital versions all the time. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, but to that end, like I said, even when they did the digital version, uh, you're still you feel like you're experiencing the story just because of the ambiance of the sound work and everything. Um, but that being said... Um, do you have any first, like first off, questions about the book you want us to start off with, uh, Brian, or do you want us to kind of just dive into it and share our thoughts and opinions? Um yes, that one. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. I'm sure I'm yeah. going to have lots of questions, but I mean, we'll,
1: yeah, we'll we'll go through this. I mean, as you said, Connor, like it's not going to be full spoilers necessarily. We want to mm. keep some secrets, but
0: try to anyway. Yeah,
1: but I think we'll just kind of proceed along somewhat procedural lines. We'll get into some of that that what makes Thrawn Thrawn uh, and we'll just kind of take it from there
0: so let me start you off with this so with everything that we've learned with this book I mean I, I know you were familiar with Thrawn with legends and stuff like that is there a lot from legends that you've recognized that carried over is there stuff that you don't agree with that's still there or you think should be there that's not that's absent now like uh, what are your thoughts on that
1: um, so by and large I it was kind of a nice kind of bridge between some of, like, the new canon and Mm. the Heir to the Empire, like, the original Thrawn trilogy. Yes. I would say, like, you know, some of the inner workings of the Chiss Ascendancy, uh, like, the homeworld planet of Scylla, are definitely carryovers from expanded universe type of material.
0: Fun fact. I've heard it pronounced... Many different ways. <laughs> I cannot for the life of me remember how they pronounce it in the book. But I remember being pronounced Sheila. Sheila. Sheila or Sheila. Sheila. Yeah. But still, Sheila is just as good. Yeah. yeah. Um, I do want to talk to you about Sheila a little bit. Uh, so I, I mean, just to kind of branch on this, this is the home world of the Chist Ascendancy. Yes. This is Coruscant, in other words, for yes. like to the Galactic Empire. Mm-hmm. Um, did you, the the kind of reveal about the planet... Uh, were you expecting that? Was that something that had been established before, or is this brand new to you?
1: That is new to me. I yeah. mean, there's you know, there's some stories. Um, if you follow along, like in the kind of New Jedi Order era of the expanded universe, and, and we get to know more about Jagged Fell. Yes, who is the Baron something Fell's son, and he's a human who is training amongst these you know kind of superior Chiss. Chiss. Uh, You know, on their home planet, in their home environment. And there's definitely allusions to it being like a frozen planet. There's definitely allusions to it being, um, you know, this very like unbelievably technologically advanced society, which we all see that in this story.
0: Well, I think in the way of you, you look at how uh, Thrawn's character is designed and then just how they've described Sheila or Sheila, however, the capital world. As like you say, a ice world. Uh, essentially, they're saying that the the world itself was. I mean, it's in in the way of hot. It was like inhospitable on the top, mm-hmm. and so they've had to kind of retreat underground in yes. a way here or there. Um, you look at their look at their the way the species is set up. It has the the red eyes. So you, uh, presumably because they've been underground so long, they have to like see and everything. And then the blue skin could be. Some kind of natural, you know. Yeah, natural
1: camouflage or some sort of adaptation to, to the, the climate. climate, exactly. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, and, you know, but the ultimate reveal, which, I mean, I guess we can.
0: We could say a little bit about it. Yes. Right? I, don't, I mean, I do want to talk about it, so you want to just talk about it? <laughs> Let's just talk about All it. All right, a little spoiler for everybody else. Yeah, Go ahead.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's definitely going to be some spoilers, but we won't.
0: <laughs> try and ruin everything. Yeah. Sorry, Ryan. We won't
1: lose the plot, I guess. Um <laughs> Anyway, we find out that the planet itself is actually largely uninhabited.
0: Exactly, they kind of keep the uh, the capital world going as a facade. Yes, they do have like I think it's they said it's about like sixty million people underground yeah. or something like that. Four billion of their species had already abandoned um, the planet, and then the capital of I think it's Zalar or Zaplar or something like that. Something like that. Um the capital is actually just automated in a sense. Like you'll see taxis, oh. you'll see ships flying around stuff like that. It's all on quote unquote track. It's all on a, on a, on a line. Yes. So that way, if they had any foreign invaders looking at it, they'll just be looking at this city, this bustling city, but there's no people, all the people and all the technology is hidden underground. And to that end, it's actually shows, it shows towards like, it's either they're doing this to build up the fact that they are in control or they're so they're or in, it's a big lie. It's a big <laughs> lie. And not only that, they're t- they're not, they haven't told the rest of their people this too. They like they might be hiding this from the rest of their part of the galaxy, but the Chiss people, the Ascendancy themselves are unaware of this, except for a few higher ranking people. Yes. So that's incredible to me.
1: Yeah. No, I thought I thought that was an excellent reveal and I think it sets up I mean it's funny because as much as we are told that this is like a story of the, the Chiss people. Mm. I still don't feel like we actually get that much from them.
0: Not as much as you would think. Yeah. It, it does focus on Thrawn, but they, they do a good job of making him almost a background character at some points. Yeah.
1: Right. But well, agreed. But I guess what I'm just saying is they eventually move, like they move the story to this point where it's like, okay, there's threads here that are going to build and, and start to add together. Mm -hmm. Um, which I enjoyed. And I just hope that we get more of that actual, like, like what are the, the Chiss motivations?
0: Yeah. Well, so to that end, I, uh, this is also a good chance where we got to see uh, Thrawn. I mean, we get to see Thrawn in his, uh, you know, at a very young age, just up and coming, you know, student and everything like that already showing uh, exemplary skill. Yes. You know, and already being recognized by the myth family before he can uh, even be, you know, originally picked. Because I think his name is Urando, like Uron or whatever. Uh, I think that's how it's originally pronounced before he is given the name of Myth. Yes. And this is another thing too. Go ahead. It's
1: Kivu nuro
0: Yes, Kivu nuro So it would have been Ura, Uran. Uran. Yes, because it's instead of Thron anymore. Uh, it's very confusing naming, but essentially, Duncan, there's. The way it the way it breaks down, there are nine rolling chis families and there's no longer any families that are I mean, there's natural born and stuff like that, but you're not born into a family as much. You're adopted into said yeah, family.
1: They are essentially like all individual fiefdoms of a sense.
0: Yes. Okay. Um, and depending on how you present yourself as a child, I feel like, like yeah. whenever you're up and coming through their academies, this they could send representatives from said family to select you for the trials to garner uh was it merit adoptive? Well yeah, so
1: the first step is merit adoptive. Yes. which is ba- like truly it's just like you're a good student. We want you to be part of our family
0: now. Yeah, you'd be a private in our ranks in other words. Yeah. Something and like that. And then the
1: next step up
0: is uh trial board.
1: Trialborn, born yes and then it's ranking distant mm-hmm. is like the closest that you can get to being an actual like blood, like blood yeah blood family member
0: so that's in to that end it's interesting because the, there are characters that we come across that are blood to that family that they're talking about and i know that at least in legends thrawn was always a myth yes now we find out that he's actually adoptive
1: yes that he is a married adoptive
0: and what does it say for him? Like, where does he come from? Like, where, what was his original family and all this kind of stuff? It adds a little more mystery to his character. We thought we'd be learning more, but there's still mystery to be heard. Yes. I don't yeah, know. We I don't, like that.
1: We don't know much about, like, the Kivu family. We don't. Uh, I mean, we do find definitively, I mean, because this is something that's come up in the other Thrawn novels, I guess, that, mm-hmm. uh, like, Thrawn. So there was always rumors that Thrawn himself was, like, a Skywalker. A little bit more sensitive. Yeah. Even though it's. Predominantly in women. Yes. Almost always in women. Uh, But we do find out in this story that it wasn't him who was a Skywalker. It was
0: his sister. His sister. Ooh. So yes, there's there's one point where like. So. The plot thickens. We should emphasize this. Skywalkers. Now we have talked about this before, but Brian, are you familiar with what Skywalkers are in the Chiss and
2: very, very loosely. Well, they they kinda they're force sensitives and they use them um, they use their abilities to help navigate, correct? Mm-hmm. That's a yeah. okay. long and short of Okay. It.
0: Like uh, so we we mentioned earlier the character name uh, Shiri. Yes, uh, she's a very young Skywalker. Generally, the Skywalkers are from anywhere from I think it's like age six to thirteen or fourteen or something mm-hmm. like that.
1: And then typically their they're, they're, sensitivity fades.
0: Fades. So then okay, they're, and that is also another plot point of the book, which I appreciate. The character of Thalias. Yes, she is a former Skywalker, and so she actually signs up to be Shiri's, uh caregiver and protector and stuff like that because she's also knows like she's known you know what it's been like to be put in this seat. Like you're essentially part of the military at like age eight. Yeah, you yeah. know, how does that make you feel? And especially on top of that, you have all this pressure to navigate through all these different worlds and stuff like that. And I think Shiri it's just being an eight-year-old in this book or a nine-year-old. <laughs> and she's just basically going through the whole thing and being like, I'm just worried about like colliding us with a star or like <laughs> doing all this kind of stuff. She's not worried about getting a failed grade. She's worried about killing people. Yeah. So it's like, you can imagine the kind of stress she's under, Yeah. in other words. And
1: it's, I, I think the kind of subtext as well is just, you know, obviously the Skywalker personnel are extremely important, but, but just to kind of fill in the chaos a little bit. So mm. basically, you know, this part of the unknown regions is just, it's like chocked, filled with like black holes and yes. wormholes and like alter like all kinds of like traveling difficulties that make it impossible to just plot normal hyperspace.
0: A to B in other words, it, that also adds to, um, they call this part of space. The chaos. Yes, I love that. I love that they it, they even they haven't just called it the ascendancy. Like that, what we're dealing with is the chaos because it's so unpredictable. Yes, and then to that end, whenever they talk about Republic space at that time, they call it lesser space lesser space <laughs> oh i love it so they that's what i'm saying there's so much more to learn from here and this is like again this goes back to the idea this is a brand new side of it this is the uncharted regions we've heard so much about and which like most of i think episode nine takes place in at least part of it you know takes place in nine right like exegol you know,
1: is supposedly in unknown space deep
0: in yeah. unknown space all this kind of stuff and that's where it all kind of comes from and it makes you know two a lot of different ways it makes sense i don't know um I don't know. I like Shiri and Thalius' little story and I like their interaction with Thrawn and I don't know. Just hearing that side of chis culture is already interesting. The fact of the matter is like they they don't have any qualms about having which is essentially a preteen on the bridge of a warship. Yeah. You know what I mean? In one of the most important rules they could possibly possess themselves. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> In short, yes. Oh, no. Um
1: no, and it's it's I enjoyed those characters the most, obviously. I mean, I think as much as anything, this is their story as much as it's Thrawn's, mm-hmm. you know, there's, there are extended periods where we actually follow their action and we have no idea what Thrawn is up to. Yeah. Um, you know, for, for several stretches of the story.
0: And that to even to that, it, it helps to build up the overall structure of how, you know, the chist Ascendancy works and like the political side of it. Um, they also do a good job of, boasting up uh, the story of Admiral Aralani. Yes. We should talk a little bit about her.
1: Yes. And so we find out that she is actually a, like, ruling family-born
0: individual. Like, she is actually... what was it? Zawali or something like that? Erizi. Erizi. She's an original Erizi. Yes. So...
1: (laughs) But we also learn that as you make, like, fleet command level, like, Admiral or General or whatever the case may be, you actually give up your family connection. Yeah. And so that's why she's only known as Admiral Aralani by the later books or the earlierly written books.
0: <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> but it, uh, the later dated books, I guess, in other yes. words, star dated. But I mean, so that to that end, it adds to just how complicated this, you know, this society really is. Yes. And they act like a ruling body in themselves, not so much like the Empire. I don't feel like they take over like the Empire does, but they also just they prop up the idea that. You know we are the ruling class, we are the superior class, unless you if you decide you're gonna mess with us, you know we will hit you back with everything that we got, yeah, and so to that end, that's another uh interesting aspect is the rule of uh first attack or whatever or like preemptive attacks, yes, so they're not allowed to do that,
1: yes, and that is definitely a carryover from.
2: Uh,
0: old,
1: yeah, from the expanded universe.
0: So the Chiss, just in general, they they don't draw first blood. Nope. They're, okay. They they kind of have that noble side of them where they're like, we won't attack unless we are attacked, you know. And they they never deliberately set out to attack anything to unless start fights. Yeah, yeah. It's only just to end them, and that's kind of where okay. they get the idea. And they they kind of build up this myth behind them, in other words, that they are not to be messed with because of just that. You know what I mean? And on top of that, everyone in the army, at least the majority of Chiss soldiers and, like, leaders, have the same kind of skill set that Thrawn himself does have. They have to go through these uh, series of trials where it's just all mind games, you know, to actually earn a certain status within the family. So I'm sure that, like, he's not the only tactician to come out of this sector of the space. Certainly, yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I think there's a lot that is kind of revealed that, you know, Thrawn might, I mean, yes, he is seemingly remarkable, mm-hmm. but he may not be the only Chiss capable of what he does.
0: I think they, they do a good job of making Arlani the, the, the logical next step. Like right. She's obviously there. The, the memory section of the book too also explain a lot of her young past as well as Thrawn's young past. Cause they kind of coincide. Right. And I like that. Cause especially cause we get to see what their relationship blossoms from alliances and treason like the first two of the original or the first two of the new trilogy well those are
2: the
1: second two, two.
0: <laughs> yeah dang it anyways the old new trilogy the old new trilogy <laughs> but <laughs> she has more she has more leeway in those books the new so old-fashioned way yeah basically that's right oh it's so confusing yeah
1: i i, I have to say i kind of ship it
0: yeah on an Well, what's a- to that even to that end, there's a point where they it's in the past it's in the memory section that thrawn's like i have something i want to show you and like basically takes her on a blind date yeah, on
1: a date to an art gallery to an art gallery and he's just like, <laughs> and like
0: spends the whole time just saying how he would eliminate all these different species and stuff like that the entire <laughs> time and she even says as much she's like i want you to come back to my apartment so you could read to me i was <laughs> like yeah. oh god and then it turns it's like no seriously read me. And it's like, okay. You thought it was going to get, like, it was going to get a little, like, dear penthouse, but then <laughs> <a little laughs> steamy. Yeah. No, they just, they literally just picked up, like, combat sticks and started going at it to, with each other. Like, it, it just, it's, I guess that's how chis do foreplay. I don't know. Ah, uh, courtship. Ah, uh, courtship is exactly right. Yes. But I didn't know what I wanted, but I was right there with you. I was like, this is it. Yeah. <laughs> this is why she's so mad at him I, now.
1: I still ship it. I still <laughs> ship it. Anyway, um, <laughs> I think, you know, I'm not, I well, I, there was a point that I would wanted to kind of get into here, okay. And the one thing I will kind of say is I do feel like perhaps one of the drawbacks with this story a little bit is that I do feel like it kind of, you know, we talked about this doctrine of uh, you know, first strike, mm-hmm. essentially. And I feel like the ways in which Thron baits people into battle, Oh. are definitely not kosher no 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 <laughs> and at obviously all. that is part of the issue is that he is very much considered this pariah somewhat that that for all of his tactical you know brilliance he is also a danger because he he starts
0: to fight yes unintentionally not, sometimes but that's yeah. just how he is and you see it pop out at one point he like it's him and araati on the bridge watching this fight go down between two other factions and he sees it he says i can beat them yeah. Let me at them. Yeah. Like, like literally it's just chomping at the bit. And so, I mean, that just feeds into to the, who the character is and eventually will become. I mean, when we first meet Thrawn in the new Canon, um, he is, he is essentially uh, out, he's exiled because of what we're seeing now. Yes. Examples of what we're seeing now, but even to that end, the book finishes and it's, there's no real consequence. I don't feel like.
1: Well, exactly. I think there's this, idea that like between like Arlani and B'Keefe is on his side as well. Right. And, you know, and, and we see that like the patriarch of the myth family, very is much on his side, very much on his side. But we also, like, and then we just see these like blithering idiot, like
0: politicians. Those are the, so that I, I appreciate that they brought that in there because that is his one weakness. And they, they just double down on it all the time. Yes. He is, he is a great tactician and a military leader when it comes down to uh talking his way out of situations more he's, often than yeah, not
1: he's pretty awful he's at
0: pretty it. inept yeah he's not good at the politics of the, everything yes and so they they just they choose they choose to double down on that here and like Aralani Aralani is that side i think that he likes so like she can take care of the politics where he can take care of the tactics Right. and that's what makes them such an unstoppable you know duo and i like you say i freaking Couple. chip them yeah <laughs> if you will what the hell
1: um yeah but i mean also you know it's but we also get the classic thrawn like uh he th- you know at one point in this story they're on the planet of the um who are the people that like must consider all viewpoints
0: must consider all viewpoints oh no i know what you're talking about i can't think of I can't think of the species name. Yeah. Anyways,
1: I didn't really do a good job like marking the book.
0: Oh, it's fine. <laughs> um, you don't want to mess up those pages,
2: bro. That's it. <laughs> those are some striking blue pages. <laughs> Borders, I should say. Well, still.
1: Uh, but anyway, so you know, he he's doing his art stuff. Art appreciation.
0: Yes, he's bringing it down. I know what you're talking about. I know what you're going on. And,
1: you know, essentially we we get more classic Thrawn. Oh, well, yes, they consider all viewpoints, but they know which ones are the most likely to be true. So they really only consider certain viewpoints unless something
0: changes. Benefits them, stuff like that.
1: And, I mean, it's just, you know, we get a lot of that cleverness. I mean, it's... it's, it's Go a lot ahead. of deducing.
0: It is, and that's—I mean—that's what the character is. He's—he's he's kind of a, a Sherlock in that sense of like he can—he can break any kind of combination. Yeah,
1: and I think as with him being a Sherlock, there is a point in this story. I mean, I think the new Thrawn trilogy, throughout mostly. You know, I think you walk out of those books looking at him as the true hero. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas I do think there is actually a lot more nuance in this story. Yes. And I don't, you know, I don't have as positive of a vibe of Thrawn.
0: Well, there's one point in particular because I agree with you. There was a lot where I was like, oh, yeah, he is the hero. But then there's points like this where I believe it was him and Aralani in a group of just regular citizens. And he just said, he finds her. He finds him looking around, just going like, "What are you looking at?" He's like, "He's like, how do you see these people?" And he basically just says, "I see them as potential allies or potential threats. Yeah, nothing else. Yeah." And so, like, and that kind of feeds into who Thrawn is as a character when it comes to something like rebels, like when we actually got to see him personified. In Rebels, he kind of comes across as a bit like cold hearted at points because Mm -hmm. he's just he is tactile, but then he'll he'll you know he'll scuff. He'll he'll throw down. And I think that just just shows as much. And like there's a point where he has to interact with a character that's well known in Star Wars, and there's act they they he's asked as much like he could just as easily be a threat, but he asks an opinion. Like, what do you think? Do you think he's (laughs) a threat or an enemy?
1: And I think that's actually an excellent segue now. And it's kind of this is why I think this book is such a poor starting point into, you know, Star Wars canon. Is that there's literally a chapter where the story essentially pauses and says, "Okay, if you haven't read this book, you here have to go read a whole other story Just to, to understand what's going to happen between this paragraph and the next paragraph."
0: Quite honestly, when they finally got to the end of it and like you was back into, you know, thrown back into Ascendancy here, I was like that's what happened because all I remembered. So do we want to, he never, yeah. Well, yes. Go okay. Ahead. So
1: it's Thrawn: alliances is the book that we're referencing, which so is the middle book of the original trilogy. New, well, the new, new canon, canon, original Thrawn trilogy. First
0: trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> we're trying, man. Uh, but so, uh, anyways, yeah. So the entirety of that book takes place in one paragraph, more or less. And they just kind of, they kind of mm-hmm. skip the part where he goes down to Batu and, does the whole thing yes. but you get the i did like the fact that they did this in a way because it, got mean, to it be, shows how everything's connected exactly and, and then like i like the fact that where he that you realize oh yeah he wasn't alone he still had his pilot yes and but he the never pilot, and
1: he says i always had a pilot
0: yeah and it was shiri and <laughs> yeah. it's just like i thought that was a really cute little thing that goes back to just to double back on the humanization. Like, yes, he looks at citizens as some potential th- allies, some as potential threats, but he also took took the time to look at Shiri and maybe feel like a pang for his long-lost sister and like kind of show her a bit of compassion. Yes. You know what I mean? Like gave her new crayons and so, stuff like that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> new crayons, new graph, graph-
0: markers. Graph markers. <laughs> um, right. And
1: also he just teaches her how to fly the ship like, and, then no just, and then just leaves her in unknown space for, orbit, for yeah god knows how for long for like a month
0: <laughs> oh, six weeks i think was the long it was the whole thing it was like yeah a, yeah it's ridiculous and that's when you realize all right no.
1: and i do think that well because i do think there is a, also that tie where like from like anakin's perspective in thron alliances we do learn like we see that the pilot of his ship is a young girl yeah but we don't know her name. She we don't know speaks. Yeah, it it doesn't come up.
0: It's just a navigator or whatever. Yeah,
1: but it's just uh, it, like it's just really weird in a sense that it's just like okay, this is how much these stories like cross over.
0: And is this gonna be the first time? Is this gonna happen more? Exactly.
1: You know? So like now, you know, like I haven't read the original Thrawn like new Thrawn novel in years. So like, are we gonna flash forward in time and?
0: I feel like the inevitable conclusion of the trilogy is going to be with them exiling, Well, it's going to
1: Yeah, it's going you know. to end with where the new Thrawn trilogy starts.
0: But I wouldn't be surprised if they do something like they did with this novel where they do the memories. Mm-hmm. Uh and they kind of make the memories uh either more, you know, in the past or it's a coinciding it will, like, story f- yeah, a where they forward kind of deal. They're like reporting on him in the empire. Yes. You know, it could be that.
1: Yeah, I could definitely see that happening as well. So I mean so overall i i mean i do really enjoy this story mm-hmm. uh, i mean i think it's i think it's probably the strongest thron story since the original y- well yes Thrawn. the original Such new original. canon
0: Thron. thron i agree with that alliances i liked and i liked treason just slightly more than alliances but that's not saying much thron like the first book was always gonna be my favorite yeah um and i think this is the same thing it's it's just as good as the first one, but it's it's still the first one. And again, if you're not familiar with the character or any of the overarching stories or anything like that, it's going to be very hard to kind of obtain. Yeah, and I think know. there's also this
1: complexity in terms of, you know, so we, we know something's happening with Thrawn, like in like the the timeline of The Mandalorian.
0: Right, something is going to come out of that. Well, even to that end, when, when we did a review of um, of Treason... I originally thought like, oh, we're going to find out there's going to be some kind of, you know, pro or um, epilogue that goes into like where him and Ezra are you know, in the wild space. Well, I
1: guess that that story kind of does the same thing where it literally like sets up with him. Like the story ends with him returning to Lothal to deal with that pesky rebel cell basically.
0: There. He's like, yeah, I just, uh, I heard that my entire tie defender thing was blown up. So I got to go back. Yeah. <laughs> that's, 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 that's really how it's set up. And so to that end, the books themselves, at least the part two and three of that trilogy kind of felt like filler between those episodes of rebels, yeah. which not to say it's a bad thing, but it's like, it was hard to let it, you couldn't let it walk on its own legs. Yeah. I do
1: like, I feel like that might be the issue with the character right now and the mm. way that they have approached him everything related to the character is just that they're trying to tie it so tightly that the stories don't like they almost lack this degree of authenticity.
0: Yeah. It's Be- not an original. almost. Yeah.
1: yeah. Just because it's like, okay, well I'm writing, you know, Timothy's on is writing his character that he named for himself <laughs> by uh, himself after himself. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but he's also like, being subjected to like what Dave Filoni and Carrie Beck are writing on Rebels, and like it's still even now that we're removed from both that original Thrawn story and Rebels, like we're still kind of literally running in circles around right. the same events.
0: That's true, and it I in this kind of has the same problems we had with like novels coming out before the Rise of Skywalker. Everything you couldn't use those characters, you yeah, couldn't base can't, it on it all that exactly. That stuff. Now he has this room to run, especially because it's, it's starting with the prequels. As long as he doesn't, you know, write himself into a corner or whatever, he has room to make, you know, make this even better. <laughs> and who knows? Maybe even one point I like I, 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 personally, I would like to see one of the memory sections be with Aralani and um, uh, Theo or not Theo. Um, uh, what's his the- name? Uh, Eli. Oh, yeah. Eli Vaughn. Or is it Eli, <laughs> Eli Vanto. Eli Vanto. <laughs> the, dang it. Yeah. <laughs> Eli Vanto. I would like to see them with Eli. And I'd like to see some like, you know, what was Eli up to while he was, you know, with Arlani and, you know, in the vengeance and all that.
1: Well, exactly. I mean, I think you have to tell that story. And I, I guess that's just what I'm maybe proposing, is that I think that would almost be a more interesting perspective than like kind of running circles over as i say like around these same events that that tie to like those first two Thrawn books essentially that's fair um yeah i mean as i say i think it's it's very well articulated i think it's well written um you know i i think we do learn a lot about just military culture if nothing else Mm -hmm. (laughs) like the complexities of like uh, mid-captain, senior captain. Oh,
0: God, yeah. Junior captain. Because yeah. uh, I kept thinking he was, like, ahead of the game, and all of a sudden he's like, you're, you're commander, but it's not that great. Yeah. You know? Well, yeah, and, yeah, and they nothing. definitely
1: kind of follow a, a different strategy compared to, like, or, you know, different, like, rank nomenclature compared to, like, the Empire. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I mean, there was just something very... I mean, it was detailed, and it, like it paints this picture of like the Chiss existence. But it also just felt like we we spent a lot of time on that, and not a huge amount of time like on the story itself.
0: That's fair. I mean, that's you can just like uh, will that down to just world building, you know, in that sense of just being. You kind of have to establish how the Chiss do things versus how we are already established, the you know regular Galactic Republic and how they did things. Uh, one last little note that I can think to bring up: um, I want to talk about how the Force has worked here. Uh-huh. So the Force has never actually named the Force. Right. Uh, we never actually hear that phrase used. Uh, obviously, the uh, the idea behind the Skywalkers is that they use third sight to kind of see where they're going and everything like that. Third Sight. Okay. So Third Sight's also, they, they, they break down Third Sight in um, alliances uh, and they use it with when they're describing Anakin and Darth Vader <laughs> because it's how he's able to predict where the bolts will go and how he's able to basically avoid all danger and stuff like that. It's a spider sense in that, in that way, if you think about it. He's able to mm-hmm. avoid the danger. So they kind of refer to... What's Second Sight? Second sight is, um, uh, what is second sight? Because they refer to that too, don't they? Oh, I don't know. I don't think they do. Either okay. way. <laughs> third sight essentially is just, it, it's your third eye, I think, is the idea or uh, something like that. It's your it. mind's yeah, eye. Yeah, that makes sense. I was, okay. tra-
1: I was trying to find a funny joke for second sight. But...
2: <laughs>
0: it's okay. It's a hand me down or something. Yeah. But then, but there's also the fact of the matter that not it's not just the Chiss that are have this third sight or whatever, they also have this thing called the Navigator's Guild. Right. And although it's a Pathfinders guild, so what they are is essentially they're a guild of uh, just random beings. It doesn't matter what species they are, but they uh, they have the same ability that Skywalkers do, I think, to a lesser degree. Like they haven't mastered it or anything. It's kind of hard to say.
1: Yeah, I I think it's well, I mean, but we also hear, uh, you know, throughout the story. And this is like why Kiori? Kiori. Kiori whatever, um, like hates Thrawn yeah. is that like they are, I mean, they're at least powerful enough and trained enough with their powers that they can track each other yes. through hyperspace.
0: So they're able to latch on by the barest minimum. They're not able to see a clear picture. In other words. Yeah. Uh, I think the skywalkers are, they're a closely guarded secret in the Chiss ascendancy, but they're of the highest quality.
1: Right. I mean, I think, I mean, I think the, And I think there's a little bit of a Chekhov's gun, obviously with that, um, (laughs) that we'll get into hopefully in future books, but it, it feels like there's kind of two things happening with the Skywalkers. Firstly, yes, they probably are like more powerful, powerful or more like adept than the Pathfinders guild. Mm -hmm. But also like, I think part of it is just like, Oh, these are like our young girls. Like we have to keep them safe. Therefore people can't know what they are and what they can they can actually do. Yeah.
0: Basically. But it's, it goes back to what I'm saying. Like, they're putting them on warships and stuff like that. So it's already very, like, very scary in its own right. Right. So. But I don't know. I, that's, I mean, more or less, I, like I said, I enjoyed the book. Uh, you know, I, I'm going to enjoy Thrawn one way or the other. Definitely a little bit harder to get through just because it's, it's it's a new world. It's a new galaxy. It's very alien. Very alien to everything that you're dealing with, usually. But to that end, I appreciate the the legwork that Timothy Ton has done and, I, I'm excited to see where the next book goes.
1: Yeah, I agree with all of that. I mean, I you know, as I as I've said kind of a few times already, it is I definitely enjoyed reading it significantly. Yeah. I mean, it's probably one of my more favorite stories I've read of late, but it's also, you know, from the perspective of do I recommend this to like a casual Star Wars fan?
2: Mm. My
1: answer is still no.
2: That's fair. <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah. So if you were if you were talking to someone who's looking for a point of entry, at least to the Thrawn character, would you recommend them starting with the new Thrawn trilogy first, and then coming here?
0: I think in the way of relevance, I would say the new Thrawn trilogy. If okay. you want to learn more about him after the fact, definitely go for the original Heir to the Empire. Okay. Because like, I think as a character, there are a lot of similarities, but I think it's... His character is completely different, like, motivation-wise. Okay. Uh, I think in the original Empire, or the original Heir to the Empire trilogy, he was more based on the fact that he wanted to be the one in charge, whereas this one is kind of coming off as he's just just in charge. I don't know.
1: (laughs) No, I think that's fair. I mean, I, I do agree that it's like, I don't think Thrawn is anybody who's ever, like, in this new construction of Thrawn, does not crave power, does not crave influence or whatever he just wants to be able to do what he wants to do Mm -hmm. um in a way that like heir to the empire is not that way he is definitely you know motivated and
0: trying to become the new emperor exactly
1: um yeah but to me i would always i agree with you connor i know this is a question we answered like a long time ago Mm. uh in terms of like where a good place to enter reading the books is and i mean if you're interested in thrawn the character I would probably still recommend start with Heir to the Empire.
0: That's fair. Uh um, honestly, I mean know, just see where it jumps, see where it starts.
1: Exactly. I mean the story is different, obviously. I mean, and there's there is some expanded universe information to try to unpack. I mm. mean, you know, I think by this point Han and Leia are married. I think they're they're with are, children. They are
0: expecting. Yes.
1: Yeah. Um But beyond that, that's probably the only barrier like from the expanded universe that doesn't really fill in itself
0: here's okay an, here's another way to look at it the mandalorian right now is mm-hmm. set five years after return of the jedi yes Re- heir to the empire that trilogy is set five years after the return of the jedi so if you want to kind of replace one for the other that's where this used to be this was the jumping off point in other words okay exactly so, it's yeah. worth it a lot i'm mean, not from what i've heard a lot of people who've you know heard us and talked about it and have read it, they've enjoyed it. And again, like I was the same way, I was like, I don't know if I really am gonna get off on this because it's not really canon anymore. Right. But it's Han, Luke, and Leia. You're gonna have fun with it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean
1: it's all of them like at the height of their powers mm-hmm. in in a sense. So that's always enjoyable. And that's why I think some people just like the expanded universe. And it's know?
0: OG Luke. Yeah, he's going yeah. he's going crazy. Hello. Yes. Full power
1: Luke. Um <laughs> yeah. I mean, but I would also definitely recommend the original like the new canon Thrawn novel yeah as an entry point like if if you're familiar with rebels I would say go like for it, that yeah
0: or even to that end if you're not into going down for the full novel they have the graphic novel. yeah it's in a comic form yeah so you can look that oh, up oh very cool it's very cool yeah um so I, I I do own that that's a very I I want to get my wife to read that I think she would enjoy it yeah um but all the same yeah uh, is I mean is that is that uh, does that sound cool to you? Is there anything that you're still questioning or?
2: I mean, at this point, I I really just want to know zero to ten. What do you, what did you get to think of this book? I'm gonna put it at 7.5. seven
0: point five. Not my favorite. Okay, that's like, exactly
1: where I would. Rate yeah, it. yeah. Like
0: okay. just about half, almost halfway, uh, just above halfway there.
1: Yeah. All right. Yeah. 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 Between like totally average and excellent. Mm. <laughs>
0: Because again, you can't go wrong with Thrawn. If you if you're into thrillers, if you're into mystery, um, you know, and just kind of seeing the hero come out on top, what, more often than not, you can't go wrong. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and
1: again, I think this is a slight improvement over the like alliances and treason. Mm-hmm. To me, just yeah, I mean, I like those books fine, but like, there's just parts that I just feel like take away.
0: Again, if you're, if you watched Rebels, you, you feel it, especially because treason seems like it happens over a week. Yeah. You know what I mean? Versus Thrawn, which takes the span of like years. Okay. So that's, that's the only difference. So I I don't know. Agree with that. (laughs) Well, with that, I mean, uh, this was, I thought this was pretty successful, you know, first book review back. I don't know.
1: Yeah, so what are we going to do next?
0: Well, that's just it. We have two options. Uh, so we could either just choose now, or we could choose when we come back. <laughs> and maybe we could put up a poll and see if people want to see what we want to do.
1: Yeah, I like that idea. I think so. I mean, in full disclosure, those two options are going to be either uh, the Empire Strikes Back from a certain point of view, the 40-year, 40 40-story 40 like, anthology. anthology of all the background characters from Empire
0: yeah, we do that, or we could do um, air. Light Hi- of the Jedi. Light of the Jedi, the new high, Re- like the very first High Republic novel, yes, like the adult novel come out. So, we'll we'll put out a we'll put out a uh, maybe we could do a poll on uh, either Twitter or Instagram, one or the other. But yeah. To that end, be sure to check us out on either Instagram or Twitter. If you're on Twitter, please check us out at First Credo. Uh, if you're on Instagram, please check us out at GreedoShotFirstPodcast, First Podcast, all one word. And we'll be putting up this episode and more episodes like it as well uh, on uh, Apple Podcasts, where you can leave a rate and review because it really helps the show out. I promise you, it does. Uh, if you ha- uh, if you haven't checked us out there as well, you can also see us on Spotify, which I know we've been doing a lot of uh, a lot of peddling on there. You can check us out at our main website at Reggie's House Podcast.com. All one word. Or if you have any questions, concerns, comments, ideas, anything, please don't hesitate to send us an email at Greedo Shot First Pod at Gmail.com. All one word. Again, Greedo Shot First Pod at Gmail.com. All one word. And with that, I just want to say thanks for everyone kind of tuning in and listening. And hopefully, we were able to sway you. Hopefully, uh, you know, you agree with us. Hopefully, we, you know, made it sound cool. and Hopefully we can come back next week and just be as good, because I don't know. I don't know about you guys, but I have a good time. Brian, did you have a good time? I had a great time. Andrew, have a good time? It's a
1: boring conversation anyway. I bet it was.
0: Yeah.